Welcome, YouTube creators, to the Tube Labs podcast, because you can't experiment enough or talk too much YouTube. Welcome to the Tube Labs podcast. I am your host, Rosh Sillers. It's so good to have you here. As I was thinking about this week's topic, I decided on something we talk a lot about on this show, because it really is important. And when trying to grow a YouTube channel, it's to your benefit to continue to watch and improve this metric. And something happened. After I decided to talk about click-through rate as it pertains to your videos and as you launch your videos and how you can grow your channel with click-through rate and things we can do to improve our click-through rate. All, all topics we have discussed in the past in various forms, and I thought it was time to once again just have a show dedicated to it. But I, I had a horrifying moment. When I opened up my analytics to view the dashboard of the video that I launched today, I saw a one point one click-through rate. Now, normally over the last number of months, it's been about 10 or 11. That's, that's a big difference. That's a huge difference. If you think about it this way, if 2% of people click on a video versus 1% of people click out of 100, that's double the amount of people. So what happened? Well, I'm going to talk about that because fortunately, YouTube also shared the same information with me, which of course put my mind at ease. And we'll talk about that in a few moments, but let's get right into click-through rate. As I mentioned before, click-through rate is a measure of how many people clicked on your thumbnail title of your video when they saw it, when it was presented to them. And it's presented to them in different ways. Your video could be presented through search. It could be presented through suggestive videos or browse features, home pages. If a hundred people see your thumbnail and title and one person clicks on it, that's a 1% click-through rate, just like the example before. And if five people out of a hundred click on it, that's a 5% click-through rate and then a 10% and so forth. And quite often we're trying to get well into the teens. Some of the best YouTubers certainly reach that mark, especially if you have an, an engaged audience. Sometimes your initial click-through rate doesn't match your subscriber count for a number of reasons. Maybe you switch topics. Maybe a good portion of the people who have subscribed to you in the past are not interested in seeing your new videos. However, if you have a lot of people who are interested in what you've been doing lately and are very engaged, there's a good chance a good portion of them will want to see your next video. And YouTube generally shows the opportunity for your video to be selected to the people who've recently seen your video. So YouTube is trying to give you the advantage to show the people who have recently liked your videos the opportunity to click again. And if they do so, you should have some pretty good click-through rates. Now it's a little bit different with different algorithms such as search. And search, obviously, it depends on the topic and 
your ranking quite often over time truly depends on how well people clicked on your video over others based on the same topic. And believe it or not, YouTube will share your videos under similar types of search queries. Not exactly what you created your video for, but maybe similar ones to try and broaden the audience. And sometimes it works and sometimes it does not. But if your video is something that people with a certain interest tend to click on, YouTube obviously is gonna try and show your video in more places. And that includes search. It'll give it a shot. It may not give it the number one spot, but maybe it'll give it the third or fourth spot just to see if you're piquing the interest of people with another search term that's related. So you may say, great, wonderful, click through rate. Yes, it's important, but is it really the most important? We've heard of so many metrics within YouTube that you have to pay attention to. We need to keep people watching and there's view durations and watch time and all these other metrics that all the gurus tell us to pay attention to. Why is click-through rate any more important than those? And it really is a simple answer. If people don't click, they don't watch, and none of the other metrics that you're trying to improve upon, which are important after people click, you want to continue to improve those metrics too, but you have to get people to click first and it has to be valuable and related to what it is that you know the video is about. The video has to be about what you portrayed it to be in the headline and in the thumbnail. And if people are led to a video that has nothing to do with the thumbnail and title, well, they're gonna click off and that is where your thumbnail may get a high click-through rate, but that's where the clickbait element comes in. You created a, a headline, you created a thumbnail that gets the click, but it's to bait them to see a video that has very little to do or doesn't offer the promise at the same level as that headline and thumbnail do. So after that point, and if people just click right off, YouTube will, despite the fact that you have a high click-through rate, YouTube will then begin to devalue your video compared to your competitors in search or suggested or however that video is served. YouTube says that the average click-through rates for the top 50% of videos is between two and 10%, which is a pretty wide margin. But at least it lets you know that, look, if you're under 2%, you're not doing really well. But wait a minute, what about my 1.1? Well, I'll share that, as I said in a moment, what's going on there, and it's a good thing. And if you're over 10%, you're probably doing really well too, and you should be happy about that. But again, there are so many different factors. But you definitely wanna make sure you're over 2% on average. And if you're getting five or six, you may recall when we were talking with uh, Erica Vieira, she, I believe she mentioned on the show that 6% or above, or maybe it may have been on one of her shows. <laughs> I may, it may have been when we were talking to her or when I was listening to one of her shows, but she said quite often that if, if over the longer term, after your first, say, 
42, 72 hours and you're still getting above a 6% click-through rate, you're probably going to do okay. And that video is going to continue to really get, get the views that you're looking for. But there's some issues. Here's some things that can affect that click-through rate. First of all, the size of your audience. If you have 100 new subscribers, meaning there are 100 people that have subscribed within, let's say, last few months, and they're your first subscribers, and they're rather engaged, and that's good, YouTube will make note of this. And chances are your click-through rate will be much higher because you really do have an engaged audience. But you may have... 50,000 subscribers and have been around for 10 years, you might have a much lower click-through rate because not all of those people that YouTube is showing your video to are actually clicking. You, you have a older video. But it also has to do with the audience in terms of the topic. The topic is important. Is it a topic that people are interested in? And if you have a very narrow niche topic, which people are interested in, however, there are not a lot of videos on the topic, you're probably going to get a much higher click-through rate because people are interested and hungry for more information on that topic. You don't have as much competition, and there are enough people who are either searching or have recently viewed some of your other videos because they're interested in that topic or similar videos. And when people are finding other similar videos that are filling the void that they need to be, the, the information, the entertainment, whatever it is that they're looking for, and there's not a lot of inventory, chances are YouTube is going to suggest your video which is going to give you the opportunity for a higher click-through rate because the competition is so low. And there's also another element. If you have created a video in which it's a topic with a very large audience, it's very possible that YouTube will send it out to a lot of people, many more than usual when it comes to what it is that you produce in your programming of your YouTube channel. And that's what happened with this video. YouTube said specifically, and I'm actually going to read exactly the note that YouTube shared, because when I looked at my dashboard, I saw the ranking. It was slower. Now, a lot of the people, I released this video a little later than normal, and it started off very well. And a lot of the people who watch my videos are now asleep, actually. And so it started fading back. And, that you know, I, I know from experience now that by tomorrow morning, it'll start catching up. And I have a feeling this video will do well overall. But I looked through the impression on the card, the front card of my dashboard, impression click-through rate. And it says 1.1%. And it says, this video is reaching a wider audience on YouTube, leading to a lower click-through rate, CTR, than usual. Wider audiences are often less likely to choose to watch a video, but the lower click-through rate is not hurting the view video's count. So that is what YouTube is saying in their little comment when I take my cursor over that number. It gives me that 
additional information about what is going on. And that was very helpful because I did gasp at that moment. But again, as I mentioned, uh, you can go under the audiences tab and see when your YouTube audience is on. And right now, they're slowing down. They're going to sleep. They're not really engaged. My U.S. audience is, but that's not as active as audiences in other parts of the world. So I know that I'm going to have to wait because I was a little bit later today for this video to really kick in. And maybe that's a mistake on my part, but I wa it had been a week since I uploaded a video because I was on vacation. So sometimes I just upload it anyway. I have a feeling everything will be okay tomorrow morning. And maybe that click-through rate will go up. Maybe it won't. But the good news is, is that YouTube, despite the fact that a good portion of my audience, I don't have to depend on my audience, YouTube is trying to find a new audience or an audience that appreciates the topic that I have today. And I, I've talked to many YouTubers who have said that they had a video blow up and so everybody seems to ask, so what was that click-through rate? What was your, of course, your watch time and all that? And of course, it's a situation where people are watching a lot of the video, but the click-through rate was under 1%. And that's because there was something that triggered one of the algorithms to really push that video to a lot of people thinking that it's going to get some views. And it does, but that click-through rate goes down a lot. So by listening to all this, you probably realize that click-through rate can be, can be relative. It can be relative to so many things, just the topic alone. In this case, it was a very wide topic. And because of that, YouTube was pushing it out. If it's a normal video of mine, that my audience expects, but it's not a wide topic. It's more of a niche topic that, that the people who follow me like to watch. Well, it would probably be a much higher click-through rate because the normal folks who watch my videos would be there, would be clicking on it. And of course that click-through rate would do very well. I, I think for the most part, you should pay attention to what your click-through rate is and continue to try and improve it. And know that you're going to have an anomaly that's much higher and sometimes much lower. And hopefully it's because YouTube is pushing out your video. But sometimes it's because, well, people are not that interested in that topic. Or maybe your thumbnail is not as good as it can be. You, you didn't spend a lot of time on your thumbnail or even your headline. You didn't think about it. So that's something that you can do. I often recommend that you test thumbnails, but... It's been recommended, especially by um, Little Monster Media and Matt Geelan, that you know have a have an extra thumbnail ready to go. If you have one, make sure you have two. Maybe with a different word or different colors that you know have worked in the past. Something that's going to capture people's attention. And if your first thumbnail doesn't work within the first number of hours and you can decide what that is it could be the first 24 hours and say look usually within the first 24 hours i have so many views let's say you have 100 views within the first 24 hours usually or it's 50 or sometimes 20. everyone is at a different phase and some people have many many more than that but you know what your average is and if you are seeing that that number is not up to what your standard is well then you might want to try a new thumbnail. And 
if the thumbnail isn't working, then maybe a new headline that better suits the video. Again, make it exciting, but keep sure, but make sure it is relevant. I do have a good podcast with Jeremy Vest. It's maybe about a year old now, maybe not quite a year old. And I would go back in the archive and check that one out if you're interested in thumbnails because he really got into that topic. A lot of my guests really do talk a lot about headlines and thumbnails and, of course, click-through rate because it is so darn important. Even the interview with Matt Geelan, when he was on in our one-year anniversary, he certainly talked about the importance of that. And those are some shows that maybe you want to review And if you've not listened to, definitely head on over and listen to those because they can really get you going into the right mindset of what you need to be doing to get get that click-through rate. A big part of it really is, is your topic, the programming of your channel. What is it that people want to see, your audience? What specifically does your audience want to see or the audience that you are trying to attract? And... Creating thumbnails with faces quite often does a really good job at getting people's attention. More than one face actually is better. But there, is, there are diminishing returns here. So you really, you know, two, three can work really well. But when you get it more than that, it tends to die off in terms of the effect. But, you know, if you want to put in some text, that's fine. But keep that to a minimum, too. Maybe one or two words to add emphasis. Quite often, an icon of sorts or some kind of illustration can be very interesting and be in the place of those texts, the words on your on your thumbnail. But you also want to bring people in with a sense of questioning. What, what, what's going on there? And that's where arrows and circles, you may have seen those many times before on people's on people's thumbnails. Those arrows and circles are there for a reason because people are curious and they see this. What what is that? Oh, let me just click and find out. And it works. It works. Things that make people question, including a question mark or an inquisitive look on somebody's face or, you know, a reaction look, you know, what's that person reacting to? So many of those little things can be very helpful. Of course, Adding bright colors, yellows and greens can get people's attention. Reds can get people's attention. Those primary colors can get people's attention. And of course, taking the time to design your thumbnail so people can see that thumbnail small or large. You have to remember, people are selecting your thumbnail multiple ways. They're they're selecting it off of a smartphone where a good portion of those viewers are. But some people are looking on a laptop and others are looking on a giant TV. I I had some relatives over yesterday and they were having a great time watching YouTube videos on our TV. Big TV downstairs and they're watching YouTube videos, not cable TV, not, you know, ABC News, not cartoons on, you know, the local channels. No, they're watching YouTube on TV And those thumbnails are much bigger. And so it's important to size and take a look and see how those thumbnails are working at various sizes. And give them a little bit more sharpness if you have uh, that option to create a lot of contrast 
with your thumbnails. If you use Photoshop, we have sharpening tools, but a lot of a lot of the programs have sharpening tools to really increase the contrast of your thumbnails. And then of course, looking at your headline, it really needs to be clear. And as I've uh, I've mentioned on a few shows that I have been narrowing down and just kind of testing my headlines down to like two words in many cases. And, and if you ask any professional YouTube guide of any sort, they'd say, well, don't, don't do that. <laughs> don't, don't do that. That's wrong. And, but I am, I'm learning to get the topics with those two words. I'm learning to get people's attention and build the curiosity with two and then maybe three words. And then I'm, I'm even just starting with two words and then maybe having a dash and a couple two or three words to emphasize what's going on or to build curiosity. So I just don't want a really long headline right now. Now, that works for other people. There are many YouTubers who have really long titles and it works for them. And that's why you have to test to see what works for you. I often recommend, I really do like that exercise of starting with just very few words in the beginning to make them really stand out. And, and the value of each word tends to increase when you only have a couple words and it leaves some gaps of curiosity when you only have two or three words, but some power words in there. And we've talked about power words before. We have a podcast on that. And all these things work together. And we, we've talked about title, topic, you know, in thumbnail so many times. Because those three things, and there are actually five T's, and we have a, a, a podcast about that too. So check that one out, the five T's of YouTube. But all these things that we're talking about right now are to improve, to help you get a better click-through rate. Because once you get that, now you can, as you should be all along, but you, for some, when, when you know you're getting the people to the videos because they're clicking on the thumbnail, your video may be average, but they're gonna watch some of it and they're gonna show you where they're interested because you'll see the little bumps in the graph where they rewind. You'll see at what points these start to drop off. Do these stay till maybe one minute of your video? 70% of the people watching your video stay to one minute? That's really good. Do 50% of them, are they, are they still there at the end of the video? Those are things that you can then start to work on with confidence because you're getting people there and people are starting to view your videos and now you can improve your videos with more and better data. You need to help YouTube and you need to help the viewer understand what that video is about in a way that's exciting and interesting, but then again, the video has to support, it has to support the promise that that title and thumbnail provide. So giving good information in your description is really important. And even your tags, especially early on in the process when YouTube really doesn't know what your video is about, make sure your tags are spot on and absolutely relevant to the video that you're providing. And people will say tags are not important, but they are in the beginning. If they were not important, YouTube would have done away with them long ago, but they, they do use them at some level and especially in the very beginning. So make it highly focused, totally related to your video. 
So continue to improve and continue to test. As we know, TubeBuddy has a feature which we can A-B test our thumbnails and that can really help us understand which are the better thumbnails. And once we create better thumbnails, well, why not create some new thumbnails from some of our older videos, at least the ones that are still getting some views. Maybe we can increase the amount of views coming our way. Now, if you have a lot of thumbnails, I would be very selective because I personally rather have you spend more time creating new work than trying to fix old work that may never catch on. But testing what you're doing and trying to improve everything is, is your ticket. So hey, my friends, that's it. That, that's my spiel for why and what you can do about improving your click-through rate and why it is so darn important. And I, hey, you know what? I, I know I also owe you, uh, actually now I owe you three bonus podcasts because now I was out of town last week. And let me tell you what I had. No internet. Absolutely. I brought my microphone. I brought everything with me, but I could not upload and, and I, I could hardly do any of my work. And it just was was a not happening. So now I owe you three <laughs> and they're coming, I promise. But I'm also uh, have on tap some some of my friends who will also share some insights on how to grow your YouTube channel, because that's what we are all about right here on the Tube Labs podcast. And hey, tell your friends. Ask people in the forums, on Reddit, Facebook, wherever you are in a group of people who are interested in growing a YouTube channel, let them know about the Tube Labs podcast. And together, we'll grow our channels through thick and thin. YouTube is not easy, and it's nice to have a support system. And that's what I'm here for. Experiment, try new things share with you what I discover, what is working, what is not working, and just as important, bring on other people who are doing it and making it work because their insight obviously is extremely important too. You have a great week. The Tube Labs podcast is hosted at thetubeblog.com. <laughs>